Welcome to another exciting episode of the Isaac Boys Podcast, Doing the Ghosts, alongside Tara. And today we're bringing to you episode... 62? 62, yeah. I episode think so. 62. Glad to be here with you guys. Thank you guys for continuing to, to rock with us, continue to stick with us. Um, we got a lot to cover, actually, so we're going to get straight into it. Um, first and foremost... Uh, there's, there's been a ton of video game news um, over the, the past week. Um, so we're just going to, you know, get into a little bit of that, rattle off some of those things. Um, but before we get into that, uh, of course, this was our first week of... Uh, first week of officially opening the lounge. First week of officially opening the lounge. And I must say, I dig it. This is This is our new job. This is our new everyday. This is our life now. And it's good. I, I thoroughly there's a, a great you know sense of accomplishment I, I feel all like almost on a daily mm-hmm. because of uh you know the work that we had to put in and you know hurdles we had to overcome to to get to this point and just the the day to day operations of the of the um you know the lounge it's um it's, 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 it was a little bit of a learning curve we didn't know kind of what to expect. But now I think we have it pretty pretty dialed in. Pretty dialed in. It's um, things are coming together. I like, you know, I like people coming in. I like people's reactions when they come in. You know, so far so good. We we had some some good groups come in. Mm-hmm. You know, we had some you know a couple of good sessions in. You know, yeah, people just full gaming and stuff. I, I can't wait for the group the different groups to overlap. That's what yeah. I'm that's what I'm looking forward to. Most definitely. We also had a lot of lookers, so a lot of people coming through, looking at the pot, at the, at the lounge, you know, checking us out. And everyone that's um, that's checked it out, it's, it's been pretty blown away. Yeah, I mean, the response has been great. Um, only a couple little hurdles we have to overcome now is, of course, you know, getting some advertising out there, which you know, mm-hmm. that's already in the works. Yeah, uh, probably getting some better signage down at the gate. Yep, that will definitely help as well as far <laughs> two, as driving yeah, numbers. That's two things I think we need to work on. Yeah. And all oh, the third thing I think we need to work on is also uh, tapping into the tourist market as well. Um, finding out which direction we should go to as far as you know, letting you know the the visitors that come here, like you know tourists and stuff like that, to know that there is a video game lounge type thing. So mm-hmm. those three things, I, I know, and once we, you know, once we check those three boxes, we're, we're just going to be, you know, I think we're going to be golden. Yeah. And then after that, obviously comes with all. The different things that we do, pretty much, you know, we, you know, we're still, we're still working on the membership. Still working on the memberships. Still working on I what think, our first uh, tournament's gonna be. For the most part, I think the membership is pretty much that. I mean, we pretty much got it for we're, the most part. Yeah, we're just it's just about implementing now. I see which yeah. exactly which way we're gonna go with it. Yeah. But um, yeah. Once the memberships roll out, and um, start doing you know like get getting back to doing our events, um. And also some some previous event like you know some some other you know online stuff we used to do like the the pick'em game and stuff that's that's gonna be making a return really soon so stuff like that well, once we start getting into all those things all those different you know event type things you know bringing those back and uh, all of that I think we're we're gonna be in a pretty good spot yeah I think I think the Virgin Islands is gonna be in a pretty good spot because you know we we do this for for the Virgin Islands you know we we're we're trying to create something that people can enjoy and appreciate. And get something out of you know. 
most definitely. So. And I think I think we're there. We're we're right there. And as usual, you know, we're anyone that comes to the lounge, any feedback, feel free. I mean, we're open books, man. We're we you know we take all criticism. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something that you didn't like, you know, something you feel we could do better. Let us know. Let us know. We're we're here to learn. We're here to grow. Improve on the product. Make it better. And we accept all criticism. Most definitely. But um, yeah, it's 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 exciting. It's um, it's good to see you know your brainchild come come to fruition and now mm-hmm. now it's still you know it's still a baby now it's still you know in its infancy in its infancy you know it's it's gonna be fun to watch it grow and see what what becomes of this whole thing so I'm excited it's gonna be great can't wait but um yeah with that uh ton of gaming news that came out this week um. I don't know if you saw, but um, the, there's a, a trailer that dropped for a game that's um, still in development, but it looks like it's pretty interesting. It's a game called Lost Light. Mm. Have, you, have you seen it? No, I have no. not. Well, let me break it down for you. And I'm still I don't have I don't have a ton of information on it either. Um, information is pretty scarce on it, right? Because I guess it's still pretty fresh, but it, it's still fresh as far as public knowledge. But it's 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 pretty out there as far as it's um you know development so essentially it, it's a when i first saw the you know the images of it and everything looking, i was like wow this game looks you know the graphics look pretty pretty solid you know it looks like a solid game uh graphic engine and everything it looks like a, you know as far as the gameplay of it it seems to be or what they're saying there, there's three pillars that you know carry the game it's a uh, you know war survival and progression, some of that. So, sounds like Call of Duty, but let's go. <laughs> yeah, and it it does play a lot like it in a sense because um, as far as the progression and customization part, it's pretty dialed. It's pretty Call of Duty. You can pretty much you know customize. I think they say each gun is modeled. They're all modeled off of off of real guns, but all each gun have like twelve customizable parts on it. Interesting. So you can really like, you know. Customize weapons how you want, like stocks and sights and clips and you know suppressors and all that. So as far as Call of Duty goes, there's that. So it's a first-person shooter. That's the thing. It didn't really. Yeah, actually, it is a first-person shooter because I did some gameplay. But yeah, it is a first-person shooter. But it it does pull out the third person from time to time. You know, pick up and it's a bit of a, it has some survival elements to it as well. And the trailer I saw I didn't really go into that much detail. But I think you still have to you still have to like you know scavenge and loot and stuff like that. Hmm. So I don't know if it's a B battle royale, which I think it's, it's kind of feeling like it is. But hmm. it's like kind of Call of Duty esque, like kind of Warzone esque. But the interesting thing about it, it's a mobile game. Hmm. If you look at the trailer and everything, you you wouldn't think that hmm. it looks like a console game. Even the graphics and everything, it looks like a console game. But when I was looking at the gameplay, I was like, those are soft buttons on the side. Like, you know, mm. I was like, oh, and, and they even said it in the end of the trailer, you know, to, to, for, you know, pushing the mobile experience and everything. So I must say, I'm pretty intrigued about it. Like, if you look at the graphics and everything, it looks like a console game. Mm. And it looks like it's a battle royale, so that's going to be good. And the fact that it's mobile. And I was saying something about, you know, making the right decisions, too, because I think you can, like, if you drop people, like, I think... I, I think you start out kind of 
not in a party or like for the single player or whatever, and you can go and you can knock someone mm. and you can choose to pick them back up. And if you pick them back up, you, you, you can be like in a squad, a temporary squad or something like that. Interesting. Some kind of weird thing like that. So you can, I guess you can show your enemies mercy and bring them on your side kind of a thing. For a temporary squad. I don't know. I, I, I have to look at more details about this game. But just from the one trailer that I, I did find. I mean, I saw other people, you know, other people talking about the game and everything, but as far as official from them, I need to find some more information on it. But from what I've seen, it, it looks like it could be a good mobile game contender as far as, like, you know, a good time waster. Hmm. And the fact that it's a mobile game, you know, it's going to be, you know, everyone's going to have it. My only issue is, like, when it comes to mobile games, they, they all kind of seem to follow a certain path when it comes to the microtransactions. Hmm. And that's the only thing that's like hmm, that could hurt the experience, you know. Yeah, I th- I think unfortunately with mobile games, I think they, I mean, kind of is what it is because most times mobile games are free, so they have to make that money up on the back end, and I I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when it comes to the microtransactions with, with mobile games, it, it becomes more pay to win, mm. and I, and that's I, that's my biggest fear when I, when I see game like games coming out on mobile. It's like you're gonna you're gonna entice you with all these different packs and these packs are gonna and it's a lot of times it's not even it's not even cosmetics because sometimes how some of these mobile games work is like you have energy and you're going to play yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of times yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know well, ho- hopefully it's not something like hopefully it avoids all yeah hopefully it follows because it look it looks very much like a console game so there's that and um but yeah and even as far as customizing your character it's pretty pretty dialed in too like mm-hmm. a lot of customization in the game. So it has a lot of progression. Yeah, I mean, which, we, which you know carries in our games like yeah. shooters. When it comes to us, we, we we like customization in games. You know, we yeah like to be able to play the way you want to play. You know? mm-hmm. Not just gameplay wise, but cosmetic wise too. So looks dope, in my opinion. I'll, I'll show you the trailer when we get out of here. But um, but yeah, looks like a pretty pretty solid game. Interesting. Well, what is, is the name of it was again? Lost Light. Lost Light. Definitely will check that out. Definitely worth a check out, I think. For all our listeners, you know. If you're looking for like a Warzone type experience, that may be a little bit different. It's not out yet, mm-hmm. um, actually. So it's still in development. The The beta is out in certain countries. And it did show like they were like Eastern countries. Mm-hmm. Like Australia and certain other countries. So, But they are rolling it out to open it up to more people. Australia's not Eastern, but... Just throwing that out there. Well, <laughs> that area over there. It's good. Well, Australia's right below us, and then there's the east, which is India and all the stuff like this. Well, Australia's over there, no? Australia's right below us. Underneath underneath South Wait. America is Australia. What are you talking about, dude? Australia's on the... Well, I guess it's, it's, the world is wrong. I guess it's <laughs> which way you look at it. But Australia's next to Japan. Ish, Australia is as far east as the east is to the west. Sure. I'll put it that way. Sure. I, I never really consider Australia is like. You said below us. South America is below us. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's, I, it's, I, not, I, it's, it's definitely not there. I mean, all the way. Like, it's. It's not in Antarctica either. It's. It's between. It's like between. This, this, this. I mean, I mean, you're, technically you're not wrong, but again, the world is round. So mm-hmm. if you keep going one direction, you will find it eventually. But 
What do I think about like China? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. China and all those. those I don't are... know why I thought. Well, I mean, technically it is because it's. That's what I said. That's what I said. That's what I said. Technically, you're kind of right if you keep going it's... that way. But yeah, but no, on on maps they, they they usually put it more. They put it to the east. I stand corrected. I know I'm not crazy. But yeah, so it is open up to the, over there somewhere, like Australia and some of those countries. But um, yeah, it should be rolling out. They did say they're rolling out to other uh, other countries as far as the beta real soon. So. If the beta comes available, I'll definitely jump on it and check it out for you guys and report back. I'm sure I have some um, news and gameplay for you guys. So, but yeah. Uh, in other uh, gaming news, of course, for those of you that are, you know, Overwatch fans, pretty excited. Yeah. Uh, this whole week they've been dropping Overwatch um, yep, news. There, there, and... Yeah, there was a, a, conference, a press conference, I guess, or a... mm-hmm. some kind of media stuff that they, they rolled mm-hmm. out. Talking about uh, Overwatch and the new changes and what you can expect, and it was pretty informative. There's a lot. They went into a lot of details. Um, the the entire session was like two hours long. I didn't really watch it in its entirety, but of course I watched it multiple times. I watched well. I watch I watched different segments a couple times and stuff. Um, interesting. I mean, I'm still kind of like. How they're rolling out Overwatch Two is still kind of weird to me. Like, where it's like a, it's it's Overwatch Two, but it's still it's still technically Overwatch One, like Overwatch Two Point Zero in a sense. Mm-hmm. In that it still plays the same, and it's still like I think you can still play, people from Overwatch One can still play with people from Overwatch Two in a sense. So oh, really? I think so. It's the same game essentially, but they just changed a lot of things. Like they. Well, moving forward now, Overwatch. Well, one of the biggest changes that I've everyone's talking about is the fact that it's going from six to five players. Mm-hmm. Dropping one of the tanks. Dropping one of the tank rules. So now you only have one tank. Which, for that reason, they kind of buffed a lot of the tanks to make them more tank-like. Mm-hmm. Um, but that still makes me wonder about. Maybe they mentioned it and I just didn't pay attention, but. I'm thinking about like tanks like Hammond, tanks like Roadhog that don't have any barriers. How do they, are they still considered tanks or do they move them over to the assault column? It's a good I, point. I didn't hear them. I, I didn't, maybe I wasn't paying attention. But I didn't, like I said, I didn't watch everything in this entire I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear anything about that either. So may, I mean, maybe they're still tanks, but you just gotta, I mean, of course the meta is of course a barrier tank, but not having one just sounds like suicide. It does. But. I don't know. Maybe there's, there's. I mean, at, at least Zarya, from what I understand now, she can like do more bubbles now, or do like a double bubble kind of thing. So she, she, they're, 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 they're buffing her for more protection type stuff. Same thing with uh, Diva. They're, I think they're, they've extended the the amount of times you can do your Bear. your shield matrix. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's um a lot of changes to the game that um. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, def- I mean, I'm, I, I, I think I have no choice in that. I have to, I have to get Overwatch too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I've dedicated so much of my life to Overwatch at one point. You know, not saying that I'm a pro or anything, but you know, for a long time it was literally the only game I played. And <clears throat> kind of want to see all the new stuff. I mean, the new mode looks fun. Uh, yeah, there's which, a couple of new modes. Yeah, that looks cool. 
there's tons of new maps. Looks like they're they're, they're dropping, which is cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I found it interesting that you can still play like all the old, all the old maps. So, like, I, I I get what you're saying about the the whole Overwatch 2.0 type thing because it's you can essentially still play all the stuff you used to play, and I, I think that was their way of not alienating their yeah their old fan base or because their... because the current fan base and the current people that play Overwatch are so hard and go so hard for Overwatch, and the fact that there's a you know, whole league and everything developed around mm-hmm. Overwatch One. They didn't want to destroy everything they built with Overwatch One mm-hmm. in rolling yeah. out Overwatch Two, which I get, but I still think that there should be some kind of a like a line. Okay, line I mean, Overwatch One. I mean, you can still have Overwatch One, still have the leak for Overwatch One, and everything. But now this is Overwatch Two, and then start to develop, you know. But I, I, I get it. I, mean, I get it. I get it, it. It works either way. Um, my only issue, like, I, I like the, the all the different. Uh, you know, upgrading your character for the story part. I I just wish it carried over to multiplayer. I mean, I could, I understand why it doesn't, because there there could be, it, it would be very hard to balance it out. Yeah, if it did. But <clears throat> if they roll that out for for multiplayer, that would have been great. Or even a mode. Where yeah, just, just one mode where it's, it's rolled out where you could just you know do what you want. Because you know, there, there's there's some there's some cool upgrades that are, you know, that I've seen. You know, and yeah, I, some changes you can make and some custom. Again, it boils back down to customization. And progression, like you know, and playing how you want, you know, yeah, which is what we look for in games anyway. I think most people do, but but yeah, and then there, I think there's obviously the new character. Um, I don't think they showed in much of her on on on, on this thing, but this, she was mentioned before. Um, black chick with the blonde yeah, hair, yeah, 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 whatever her name is, is Sojourn or something like that, something along those lines. But yeah, the next interesting thing that they talked about is that they're um they're essentially keep all your all your honor cosmetics, everything that you paid for in the old in Overwatch One. You can keep all of it. Rolls over to Overwatch Two, and they they talked about tomorrow. They were kind of talking about the process of like like because some of the characters now they they have new aesthetics mm. um, in terms of Reinhardt, his hair is longer and stuff like that, and his beard is longer. So I think they said that like when when they when they roll over the new, like the new skins like the, the the when they roll it over to the new skin, they, they keep well they, they they keep some of their new aesthetics. Oh, so it's not going to be the exact same thing. It's going to be a little, a little improvement. Some of them could be like it would be like improved upon. Interesting. So that yeah, so I mean that's it's going to be interesting to see how they how they do that. Very interesting. Um, I'm I'm because I mean I've I've been wanting to spend tons of money in that game. Like I said, I used to play it a, a lot. So I could only imagine, I, I want to see how a lot of those skins roll over. There's some really I mean there's some really good skins out now too that like every time I yeah every time you you know you see an, an update video for Overwatch I'm or like, something you know damn, but a new season of something like it's like oh the cosmetics they're pumping out are just fire. Yep. One thing I would say about Overwatch when it comes to like skins and cosmetics in their game, they do a stellar job. Hats off to them. You know you can't you can't complain about that whatsoever. Not just the the quantity, but the quality. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of quality skins that you're like, you just they do a great job of taking your money in that game for cosmetic stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm. I think I've, I've taken a long enough hiatus from Overwatch. I'm I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to Overwatch too. Mm. Um, I don't think I'll jump back into Overwatch one. I'll, I'll I'll let enough time pass to really build up the anticipation. 
Mm. And plus, there's tons of other stuff to play. There is that, yeah. But I definitely want to get back into Overwatch. Yeah, uh, I, I love, love the whole characters. I love the lore. I love the lore of the yeah. It, it, it's very well put together game, and I think a lot of games try to be Overwatch, but so much so. Overwatch is just still great. And I, I'm, I, I like the fact that they build this whole esports around it. Like, even though I don't really participate in the esports mm. side of of, uh, of Overwatch, like I, I when it started, I I, I kind of paid attention. Like, you know, pay attention to the different teams. You know, the different seasons and. You know, obviously, I rooted for the Dallas team, and you know, mm-hmm. it was cool. But I mean, I, I kind of fell off now. But I like the fact that they they do it in such a way. They, if you really was a, you, you can really dive into to esports, yeah, in Overwatch and follow like a sports sport, yeah. Or even if you want to get into it, they Overwatch is one of the few games that, like, if you want to be a professional gamer, there's a path to it. There's a path. And it's it's just a matter of doing what you got to do and just follow the path. And I and I like that. I wish more games did that. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean everybody plays video games and everybody. There's a lot of people that have dreams of being professional. You know, we you know even just being at the lounge. You know, we you kind of start to identify who's like who has real talent. You know, mm-hmm. here. And it's just like it's like damn like there's real talent there and there's people that want to you know. Showcase their skills and all that, but but just don't know how. Don't I don't have an outlet? Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of finding that for them, I guess. Yep. Yeah, like I said, like if more games, like if if I think Smash Smash Brothers is, is one game that should have had some kind of a path like some that. Some kind of a path like that, because there's so many not only not just here locally, but worldwide. There's so many players and so many people that have mastered the game, and you know, but just don't have the means of. Showcasing their skills, or getting to the professional level, and I, I feel like if, if, if Smash Brothers had a path like that, you know, it, it, it could a lot of locals here could you know could benefit from it. Could benefit from it. I think the, the Virgin Islands gaming scene on the whole could benefit from it because then, you know, once once one you know, once one person shines, it's like you know now you can shine a light on that person. Like, oh, this person from the Virgin Islands, you know. Yep. And, and like people could look up to that person and aspire to be like that person and they follow in their footsteps. You know, there's a lot of things that come along with, you know. Yeah, comes along with it. Yeah. So so true. But yeah, um No Man's Sky got a getting um some DLC. Got a DLC update coming up, which is um interesting. For Mass Effect fans, you know, you'd be thrilled. The the Oh yeah? The Normandy from Mass Effect is now which is the, the ship mm-hmm. in the game is now in No Man's Sky. Interesting DLC, yeah. It's a Mass Effect crossover type thing. Um, trailer didn't give any information, so that was fantastic. But people just showed the ship, you know, floating around. I think I think you can go. I think you can board and stuff like that. I don't know if you can actually fly it. But I, I know you can. No, it's probably too big of a ship to fly. Yeah, it's, it's way board. too big of a ship. But it's probably like a, a station or whatever. But but it came pretty like in the trailer. It was like. Came pretty low to a planet, so it wasn't just mm. in space. It was like pretty close. To it. But it, it looked it looked pretty dope, you know. If you're a Mass Effect fan, you you'll be thrilled to see it. So, um, haven't played a whole ton of you know, yeah, No Man's Sky lately, but I mean, it's, it's it's a solid game. As far as you know, if you like you know the Mandalorian and you know Star Wars and any space type you know Odyssey yep. games, you yep. know that's it's right up your alley. You can definitely have a lot of a lot of fun with it. So, but yeah, it's something um you know. If you're a Mass Effect fan, if you're a uh, No Man's Sky fan, you can definitely check that out. Um, 
and let us know. So, but um, yeah. Outside of the the gaming stuff, there's a couple of uh, movies slash shows that were um either got news or we followed up on or, mm. or thing with um. Uh, first off, as far as the news go, I don't know if you're I don't know if you heard, but there's a Rugrats show coming out. I did hear about that. Did you see the trailer? Uh, there's a trailer. There is a trailer. Oh, I yeah. Can't see the trailer. It's gonna be 3D apparently. Like like. Yeah, that you know, I know. It's not gonna be 2D. Like you know, mm. 3D. It's, they're gonna be more. You know, it's gonna be 3D. Um, but it's still it looks true to Rugrats. You know, the trailer. Well, it wasn't really much of a trailer. It was more of like the the classic intro, mm. but done. Okay. Yeah. Done like how it's how the show is gonna look, kind of a thing. And I threw in a couple of little things, a couple of little changes and stuff like that. So, ah, uh, cool little trailer. You know, it's good to see you know the Rugrats cast. You know, and the 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 kind of a downside is that it's on Paramount Network. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sucks. I mean, I don't have Paramount. I haven't really seen quite the value in Paramount <laughs> yet. Um, Rugrats might do it, but I don't think it's a strong enough pull to do it. I mean. It, it would be nice. I I I, hope, I mean I want to show it to do well because you know I want to I would love to see it actually. Yeah, it looks like it's like it's gonna be a dope thing. It's gonna be very you know nostalgic and all that. It's gonna be worth checking out. But Paramount though, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean I'm sure you got a ton of movies and stuff on Paramount, but the value is just not quite there yet. Not like a Netflix or like a Amazon Prime. Well, the, the thing about well, I don't know the thing about Sling. I have Sling TV and. They sometimes give you access to the on-demand stuff for the different channels. Okay, so you might get. I might. I might be able to see it. That'll be dope. Let me know if it shows up because that I would check out. But to actually get Paramount, it's a hard sell. Yeah, yeah. It's just coming out pretty soon. It's coming out on the twenty-seventh. Yeah. Oh yeah. So today. Yeah, it's coming out pretty soon. So definitely. A couple of days. Let me know if you see anything. I'll I'll keep my eyes out for sure. But yeah. Um. Well, other news-wise, I mean, I think the biggest thing that's kind of been making its rounds is the fact that WB is looking to sell off DC. Well, first of all, okay, yeah. let me backtrack. WB did a merger with WB, AT&T, of course, um, if, if anyone didn't know where already one company or under one umbrella. Mm-hmm. And they did a merger with Discovery, mm-hmm. which it's kind of a strange one. But yeah, you know. it's it's for people that, you know, not hip to business or whatever. It's mm-hmm. essentially a, a, a lot of your big corporations trying to survive. Essentially, they're, they're just coming together to, mm-hmm. you know, to use each other pretty much for the most yeah. part, just, just so that, you know, their brands and their, their, Shareholders and everyone can can survive and you know still make stay it, relevant. Yeah, stay relevant. Yeah. yeah so yeah, go on. It, it happens all the time. Yeah, in business, um, it, it's a common thing. Sometimes it's, I mean, I don't know, sometimes it works out where there are you know common interests and stuff like. And sometimes you know, in case like this, not so much. It's just kind of weird, but they're just you know they're in survival mode pretty much. And um, yeah, it's a it's a strange one because you know, unfortunately. A lot of things that you know mean a lot to us may not mean a lot to them. That's just, yeah, and that depends on who's the bigger, you know. Yeah, who has the most chips on their side because and their interests, you know, yeah. it could it could affect a lot of things that we we love. Because when it when it comes to business, 
you know, it's when, when, they're, they're, they're all about the, both companies are looking at the assets and like, all right, what, what assets are making money for us? What, what, what is it making money for us? And, you know, fortunately, some of this, like, unfortunately with, with WB, uh, they, they also own the rights of DC comics and all that stuff. So, mm. and when it comes to paperback comics, that industry has been on the decline for a while, unfortunately. I mean, of course, there's always the fan base, mm -hmm. and we all love it. But with all the new mediums, you know, with you know, with TV shows and the movies and all that coming out, the hard paperback comics are it's it's, it's starting to dwindle. Especially now, that there's there's also digital comics. So mm -hmm. to actually print, manufacture hard copy comics, that industry has been, you know. It's been, not not been doing so good. Yeah. So obviously, not and 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 that's not that's not just DC. That's Marvel. That's all paper comics on a whole. Uh huh. You know. So obviously, that's that's an area where they're looking at like hmm, this is you know this is this could look at like a loss for us. How do we fix this? Um. And not just that, but I mean, when you look at DC on a whole, not just the comic side. You look at the movies, you look at, you know, TV shows, stuff. And DC, I, I, they've been hit and miss every now and again. And they're, yeah. they've lost, they have definitely taken a hit in terms of, you know, from the box office, you know, because movies take a lot of money to produce. And you got to make that back. You got to make that back. And sometimes you do, or sometimes you, it's not just about making that back, but you, you do it with the intention of making a certain amount. And when you don't make that certain amount, it doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So... There's been a lot of that kind of going on with DC, so it's been looked it's been looked at as I guess you know from what I understand, it's something that uh, WB uh, wants to maybe move on from. Mm. That'd be pretty sad, actually, if they if they do go ahead and get rid of the comics like that. It would. It'd be devastating, not just uh, their brand, because again, that's another thing you have to realize is like that's that, that's what got them where they are. All the there would be no mm. movies, there'd be no TV shows, there'd be no video games, there'd be no merch, there'd be no action figures, there'd be none of that without the comic books. So you can't one hundred percent. You can't just you know just destroy because then that would just be the beginning of the end, because then it would start deteriorating. You know, then the you know. Shows might start to go away, so mm -hmm. you know, movie productions and animated shows and all that stuff. Just reportedly, what the rumor is is that they're looking to sell, like not get rid of it, but sell it. Okay. And apparently, the biggest rumor is that they're selling it to to Disney. Well, I mean, who better to have it, right? I I, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean. Yes, I think I think you know. I think it's gonna be good for for DC and maybe for the fans. But I don't like. I've always had this Marvel DC rivalry. Yeah, and I liked it. Kind of, it made each other better. But now without that rivalry, how? I mean, I think we're still gonna get a good product. But there's something about. Competition, competition that, yeah, that we, makes things better. We spoke you know? about it many times on the podcast, but yeah. And hope hopefully they still keep them separate. 
maybe the occasional crossover, but yeah, that's that's the next thing. I don't want I don't want to merge to one comic book thing world. But then again, it wouldn't be a bad. It wouldn't be a bad. No, thing. no, there the, there was a Thor. The last Thor comic. Um, what was it called? Yes, it did mention the. They were doing a crossover. They were they they kind of started the teasing across teasing a crossover. Teasing a crossover, yeah. So maybe they knew something we didn't. Or maybe, or maybe just playing out, uh, just playing out perfectly, I guess. Throw that connection, I think. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, and again, I wouldn't mind the occasional crossovers, like once every five, mm-hmm. ten years, something like that. But I still hope that they keep them separate. I keep like, cause like all the DC animated stuff is uh, they're they're great. I, I don't want to see that go away. Yeah. But at the same time, even I mean, it would be good to see those those you know talented people work on Marvel stuff. But I kind of hope that they don't, in a sense, because I kind of want Marvel to improve their own thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, ultimately, I, I want I, – I would prefer that they stay separate in my, in my – but they just need a big backer, you know, someone that has all the money financially and, you know, not worried about, you know. But I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see. It'll take somebody big. And it doesn't get much bigger than Disney, so. Yep, they definitely got the pockets. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's not a bad. It's 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 a good thing. But it just depends on how you feel about it. Like I, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of maybe casuals that are gonna be happy about it, and like you know, no more rivalry. It's all one big comic book house. But I don't want to say that's not what I want. Maybe 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 I'm just being. Old school in my mentality, or or being, you know, I hear you about it, but I don't know. I hear you, but I, I that's a, I mean, there's there's so many different rabbit holes to go down when it when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Can play it so many different ways, but because now that WB, if they sell, if they if they if they do sell, now maybe. The other, whoever they sell to, whether it's Disney or whatever other company, maybe they'll be interested in doing the um, finishing the Snyderverse. Because it's, it's really, you know, I mean, Henry Cavill, I guess the, the I mean, the rumor is the issue is, is with WB. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe Disney may do a better job. Disney may do a better job. You know, get Snyder back in there, finish up the Snyderverse, you know. I don't know. You know, it. That's a, that's a that's a I mean it, maybe it, maybe maybe it may not even be Disney but whatever company might might actually mm-hmm. you know put that together and that's you know that'd be the way of you know starting to to get get, get things back on the right track you know that, that'd be a good way to put fans at a at an ease you know because mm-hmm. right now it's everything's kind of up in the air fans are a little nervous. a little worried a little nervous um, yeah I mean. It's something. But, but I mean, WB also owns NetherRealm stuff too, right? They so also own NetherRealm. Mortal Kombat Mortal and all Kombat. that stuff. So that, that, that's also up in the air. And it's, I remember back, you know, a few months ago, there was talk about Microsoft buying um, NetherRealm, NetherRealm yeah. Studios and all that. Um, I guess maybe even more so now, that's probably even look, being looked at. Or, you know, they're probably revisiting that, seeing how... How they can make that work, or but mm-hmm. even, I mean, that would be interesting. If Microsoft owns Mortal Kombat, 
be huge. That would be huge. Because they definitely got the pockets, though, you know. They, 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 and, they, and they are they are in buy mode right now. Microsoft's in buy mode, trying to improve on Game Pass and the whole Microsoft Studio um, library and all that stuff. So which is getting better every that I mean, day. could you imagine more like, well, right now, Mortal Kombat 11, yeah, they could put that to Game Pass. That would be amazing. X is already on Game Pass. 11 being on Game Pass would be amazing. Great. And then to top that all off, if they get the new Mortal Kombat day one on Game Pass, game changer. Also great, yep. But if they make it an exclusive also, that would be... <sighs> That's a whole other can of worms. I guess it's one of those things that I, I don't like to see, mm-hmm. but... It's almost like Sony kind of, like, you know, that's what they're all about. So they kind of started it. And this would be one of yep. those things that would be like, it'd be a big blow. Street, Street Fighter was a big blow. Street Fighter was a big blow. To, to, yeah. But I guess like, now, now we can come back, I guess. I don't know. It's it's interesting. The the landscape, like, it's 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 messed up to see. Well, not really messed up, but it, it, I guess it is what it is. When it comes to big business, you know, simple decisions could affect so many different things. And it's like, the unfortunate side of it is like, it all comes down to the bottom line. Yep. And and that's just how business should be. There's no feelings. Nobody nobody cares how you feel about it, how I feel about it. The only thing that matters is the bottom line. And that's, that's how business should be. But at the same time, you know, we're the ones that fell in love with his products and you know all these different properties and this you know it, it, there's emotional attachment there's there's yeah. people attached to these things you know what i mean want to see them do well want to see them do well they're a part of your life forever you know what i mean so. it's been a it's been a people grow up on these stuff you know what i mean it's whether it's dc or even world combat you know it's it's just people's i don't want to say people i mean yes there is people's livelihood at, at stake too because there are going to be a lot of people that's probably going to be losing their job because of it, mm-hmm. but it also affects, you know. And that's, I mean, that's unfortunate. That's that's the way the world works, you know. Change is inevitable. Is inevitable. So, it just is what it is. Just whatever the circumstance is going to be, it's just going to, you know, life moves on. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day. Um. But yeah, this is something I'm. Definitely gonna keep a close eye on. See, yeah, keep on, keep on, you know, see how things play out. It's uh, it's nervous. It's it uh, nervous. It's yeah, it makes it all. It's it's interesting. I mean, um, I think even at the, I mean, I think even the even at the top, you know, the executives, I, I think there's enough smart people to to can understand global impact on. Yeah, know. and I think I think you know, with the right PR person too. I mean. Whatever changes are made, hopefully it's as smooth process as possible for for the fans anyway. Yeah, covered guys, you know they, they can go ahead and pull their hair out, but hopefully for the fans that everything just works out. So, but um, you mentioned uh, Zack Snyder, and I guess that's a good way to tie in. Um, this next thing here, um, of course, as we all know, Zack Snyder just dropped a movie on Netflix, and mm-hmm. um, it's getting mixed reviews. Been checking out the reviews, but I also checked out the movie, watched it last night. Of course, I'm talking about Army of the Dead, mm-hmm. um, starring, of course, Dave Bautista. Um, I have not seen it. Okay. So this will be a spoiler-free review. This will definitely be a spoiler-free. 
uh, preview, but I'll definitely do my best to relay my thoughts on the movie. Um, the overarching story, I, I would say it, it was enjoyable. It was good, in like you know the sense of you know the progression of the story. It had good action. Had some very gory scenes. Had a lot. As it has enough in there. If, if you just want to see an action movie, it was an action movie. There you go. Was it the best action movie? Not really. As far as like believable and all that. Oh, I mean, there's it's zombies. an action movie. I mean, there's zombies. So how would believe? Yeah, but you? there's a certain way you can do zombies that you know it's like all right. But this one, they 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 couldn't get any less. Maybe they weren't going. Maybe maybe that's not what they were going for. Maybe they were going for. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely that because uh, it's uh, it's it's definitely. I mean, again, I'm trying not to spoil this movie for anybody. But I there's there's certain things that they do with the zombies I particularly didn't like. Hmm. I don't fucking well. I, 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 I'm I'm, I'm kind of I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down because I I think I've seen a few trailers where I was like, mm. okay, I was I was gonna come out and say, and that's, that's not a spoiler by any means because if you've seen the trailer, you kind of get an idea. But I particularly don't like smart zombies. Exactly. Yes, I, I knew that's where you were heading. I knew I, maybe it's a twin thing, but I knew exactly. I know that because I don't either. And I, I saw that in the trailers, and I was like, mm. I don't like smart zombies. This is just my thing. I like my zombies. I like my zombies brain dead, and there's you know there's mm. things that you can't reason with, whatever. One, they have one focus: eating people, exactly. brains, whatever. This there are some of that, but then there's not so much that to that. So that I didn't care too much for. That 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 whole side of the thing. But as far as you know, the action, as far as and the, the cast was very well done too. I mean, there's some there's some characters in there like you like, and there's some characters in there that you know just really pissed you off. So you know, there's a, there's a colorful enough cast that you you know can kind of enjoy the experience. Um, their motivations were all kind of meh. Some some of them anyway. Um, but ultimately, the movie. I mean, uh, I don't know. If, you know, if, if you're gonna give it between one and five stars, I'd probably give it three, mm. three or four, depending on what you're looking for in the experience. Actually, nah, four is too high. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, three, three. It's a, it's, a, it's a solid three though. Okay. It's a solid three because it's not it's not it's not terrible, but it's not, it's not like it's. There's worse movies out there. Okay, if you were get out of ten stars, what would you get? some more pinpoint accuracy there now. Probably six. Oh, okay. Six or five, I would say. It's again because it's not like. No, it's not terrible to the point where you're like, "Oh, this is garbage." Like, why am I watching this? It's, to me, it's not. To me, it's not that bad. Mm. Um, no, this movie was definitely overhyped. I mean, there was. There's Every, not hype about it. Everywhere you look, there was a trailer or some kind of promotion. I mean, to me, it got a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere you look, this one was there. They're, they're definitely pushing it. As, as <clears> the reason, it. obviously, being because it's not getting released to, to, to theaters. Mm-hmm. It went straight to Netflix, but they wanted to have that kind of a bigger pop of some of the other. Because the thing with Netflix, right? Netflix is a hit and miss. Sometimes Netflix drops a movie and it's a big hit. Everyone, mm-hmm. it just goes viral. Mm-hmm. And I think they wanted to, they wanted this to be that. But because it wasn't that great of a movie, they they, they want to just do it just on pure volume. They want to make sure enough people check it out initially mm, mm. to give it that big pop so then it could, you know, 
go somewhat viral? Because like, I, I mean, it was UFC did things for it, NBA, WWE did. I don't know if you yeah. saw that. Yeah, there's a whole match, a whole zombie match. There's a whole match with zombies in it. I was like, so weird, but it was, it was interesting. Interesting. You know they they were really pushing the crap out of this movie. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean. I guess after you watch it, we can give it a little while. We can probably go into some of it. Maybe maybe do a spoiler thing. But, I mean, what workers do it on our own, whatever. But, I mean, if you're looking for an action movie, go check it out. If you're expecting, you know, like a Marvel-type movie or a DC-type, you know, kind of Avengers-type experience, nope. Definitely not that. Or even like a Transformers-type experience. I mean, it's along the lines of a Transformers experience in a sense that it's, mm. well, it depends on which Transformers. I would say more of the latter stuff. Mm. Not so much the initial stuff, but... Yeah, because, again, it wasn't terrible, terrible. It's kind of... I mean, the, the, there's no, like, cliffhangers or anything that, you know, you didn't see coming for the most part, but... It was just... It was, it was, a, it was an art experience. But apparently, they're, they're in talks of doing a prequel. No. Mm. Prequel's already in, in, in the works already. So I guess they did... Mission accomplished. I guess they got enough people to watch the first one that... They're green lighting the second one, and then that's not. I mean, the thing about Netflix is Netflix has deep pockets as well. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they, they see something do okay, like the initial pop, they 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 they're ready to, to to roll with it too. So, but um, it's gonna be interesting to see how the, the prequel looks like. I mean, yeah, the, the ending I I saw, I saw coming one hundred percent after I saw after I saw I'm like, yeah, I already know how this is gonna end, and I was all right. Interesting. So yeah, it's it's not like. Not, the ending is not something you don't see coming. It's actually something you can't see coming. But gotcha. It's uh, well, it's just a long, long. It was a good experience. I mean, there were there, there were there at, at this moment. It's some pretty gory scenes. I mean, that's what you look for. In that's that. what you look for in a zombie movie. Yeah. And it has a couple of cool things. Couple of couple of cool things there. And there, there was some nudity in there too as well. I, was, I didn't expect, but yeah. Hmm. Which is weird, because the nudity was a bit unnecessary, and it was. And I guess it was. Mm, no, that's not. That's not really a spoiler. It's zombie nudity. Don't, I'm, I'm all good on zombie nudity. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm all yeah. I'm good on that too. Man. I'm all set. You know, don't need that, but it's there. It's whatevs, but but um, yeah, it, it, was, it was it was and it, it has its enjoyable moments. So like I said, six out of ten, three out of five, but yeah, it was it was okay. Mm-hmm. Is it worth checking out? Yeah, if you're looking for something to, to watch or whatever. It's, it's not like a great, you know. I would say if you're looking for a better action movie uh, without remorse, definitely. Oh, I still haven't checked that out yet. I'm, 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 I should have watched that last night actually, instead of um, Army of the Dead. Yes, you should have. I forgot all about that. But yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. Much better action movie. I mean, it, it has its, it's, it's not perfect by any means either. Mm-hmm. Um, but much more grounded experience, much more... Uh, Action, I guess. Yeah. Um, I tried to um, follow back up on Jupiter, Jupiter, mm. like Jupiter's legacy. It's not hitting me the way I wanted to. I now, granted, it, it, it's it's an okay show, but it's getting a little too, too. What's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of, it's getting a little dark, and kind of like dealing with some 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 hardening issues in a sense, but it's not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to share, but because there's like a lot of like drug use and like, mm. it, it, it's it's one of those shows, man. It, it's 
It could be a thing. Uh, am I going to finish it? Maybe. Like I said, it came out at the wrong time. It, it, it could be a little bit of that, too. It came out 100% at the wrong time. It's, um, like, it's like trying to be the boys, but the boys is already... Boys is already the boys. Already there, and it's already great. Boys is already there, it's already great. Now, there is a show that I've been hooked on. It's not comic booky by any sort of manager, and it's probably not everybody's cup of tea. Well, there's a show. It's on Crackle, but it's also on Netflix. It's a Crackle original, but it's on Netflix, which there's that. But a show called Startup. Mm. If you like drama and realistic shows, and if you like good acting, you should watch that show. It's called... Startup or the startup, one of them. Yeah, I've seen. I've, I haven't seen it, but I've seen. I've scrolled through Netflix and see the. It's worth a click. It's a hundred percent worth a click. I mean, the, the arc and the character development in this show is like, because you you watch these people go through some stuff. If if, if you like Breaking Bad, this is definitely right up. I read there. I, th- I think with Breaking Bad. Hmm. Well, that's quite a compliment. It's it's quite a compliment, and I'll, people might not agree with me, but for me. Yes, it's it's that good. Hmm. Cause it, it deals with some it, it deals that that show deals with some issues, and you deal with people you see people dealing with some troubling things. Uh, it, it, if you feel like like dramas like like that little series kind of like Ozark, kind of Breaking Bad type shows, you're gonna love this. It's right up there. It's right up there with them. I mean, as far as. It doesn't have. It doesn't really have. There's brief nudity. There's not a ton of nudity in it. I don't know why we're talking about nudity a lot in these shows, but but yeah, <laughs> there's brief nudity in it. There's um, there's a lot of like violent stuff, like somewhat gory stuff, but very very realistic violent stuff. So it, it shows pretty violent. If you're not into like, lots of people get stabbed and tortured and stuff, don't watch it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, outside of that, there, there's there's some drama, and some hard hitting stuff. This, the show makes you. Like while I'm watching it, I'm finding myself like like, if I was this character, how would I be dealing with this kind of mm. thing? And it's it's some tough, tough, tough stuff. I mean, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, I mean, I'm it's it's if 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 you're looking for a serious show, that would definitely be one. And it, one thing that, that I I do like about the show, it's kind of showing you what could happen. Like if you get into business, kind of some of the woes that could happen to you that if you're not Paying attention if you don't have your head on, you could easily be out of your business. You know, if you're not paying, if you're not careful, and you know, be careful who you take money from too, and that kind of thing. So <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's one of those. But yeah, definitely worth checking out if you're looking for something to watch. People, I would highly recommend that because uh, it has I think it has three seasons on Netflix. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm into season two right now. And it's 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 getting bad. It's getting bad. It's getting bad. Like, it's getting bad. Things happen. It just, it just makes your heart sink. And a lot of it is one because of the the characters are very well developed, and then they're, they're not all like they all have their personalities, and their personalities are all very different from each other. Mm. So you you can find a character that you relate to, mm-hmm. and you can watch these like. There, there's no like generic hero character in the sense. Well, there's a character that could fall under that. You, you can see his flaws. And every, like all the characters, you can see like where, where their flaws are at. There, mm-hmm. there's no, there's nobody untouchable in the show. I'll just put it that way. 
you watch people go through their arcs and you see people go through some stuff like real stuff and it, it's mm. sometimes it's heartbreaking sometimes it's like gut-wrenching like can't imagine going through that kind of thing but it, it's um yeah it's, it's 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 definitely worth the watch and again of course the show is it's called startup highly recommend it for those of you that are again looking for something it's cool so yeah I guess that's a good time to take a little break. Uh, we've gone to quite a bit. Take a quick little break. We'll come back and bring you guys some fight talk, get into some MMA news. So stick with us. Enjoy listening to the podcast? Well, consider becoming a supporter. As a supporter, you can directly support the podcast with monetary contributions, ranging from a dollar to $10, based on your budget. Your monthly contributions will ensure that we can continue to do what we love doing bringing you great content. Go to anchor.fm forward slash VIVN to find out how you can become a supporter. All contributions are greatly appreciated. And we are back. Getting ready to get into some fight talk. Um, this weekend's card was, it was okay. It was an okay card. Um, had a UFC fight night this weekend. Of course, your main event being Cody Garbrandt versus Rob Font. Um, let's, uh, let's get through some of the, there, there were some notable fights throughout the card. Yeah, um, yeah. not a ton to speak of there. Yeah, a lot of fights went to decisions, unfortunately, but yeah, and those aren't the best. Matter of fact, the entire, the entire, uh, main card went to decision except for the co-main event. Yeah. Which actually I was very impressed with, um, as far as Falafa, but we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll get there. Um, notable fights on the prelims. Well, Court McGee uh, showing that he's still a tough guy. Mm-hmm. Definitely, his toughness was definitely on display there. Definitely did his thing. Um, showing that he said he still has the potential to be a contender. It'll be interesting to see where where, where he goes from um the coming off of this fight. I mean, skill wise, he still had some some more work to do, but. In terms of yeah, again, he's one of those guys that's been around, and he if he doesn't evolve with the sport, it's, it's gonna he's gonna get left behind with the skill set. There's definitely some improvements that need to be made there, but he, he, I think he can still he can still have a you know have a run or be a contender. He's still he's still he's still a tough guy, very tough. Can never take that away from him. Yeah, I can't really count him out of any fight either. Also, the the Ben Rothwell versus um Chris Barnett fight. Um, that was just a fight. Just to, I don't know. It was interesting because it's you know Chris Barnett. You can you can see that he's aware of you know trying to be an interesting character in a sense. Yeah, but his skill set's not quite UFC caliber yet. It's not. I hate. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to crap on the guy, but. He 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 didn't display anything that resembled a UFC heavyweight to me. It looked like some guy just happened to be a, a heavyweight that does MMA. They're like, all right, throw him in ben there. Ben Rothman is an opponent. Throw him in there. Yeah, but um, you could, but but because he's a character, I, I think that I, I can see them bringing him back. But yes, he he has some improvements to be made though. He has a lot of improvements. Ben Rothman was teeing off on him at one point. Rothman was teeing off of him. The guy didn't hold his gas tank. Past the first round, yeah. I mean, there was all, all the signs of some guy that just threw in there. I mean, I I don't know his record. I didn't I don't know much about him before this fight. 
Well, he's 21 and 7, so he's been doing this a while. So clearly, yeah, clearly he's been fighting for a, a while. Maybe it was short notice. I don't remember all the, the backstory on this, but I, I was I was, didn't like I didn't like what I saw. Yeah, I didn't yeah. wasn't impressed by him at about any season. Yeah. Yeah. He has some weight. But that being said, Ben Rothwell obviously um submitted him, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That fight uh didn't do anything for the heavyweight division. Then now getting into the main card. Um a couple notable fights here, you know, the the Jack Hermanson um versus Ed Sabaz- Edmund Sabazian fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Hermanson. I mean, it was a tough fight mm-hmm. for for both guys. I think Hermanson came out in the in the last round and just kind of stole it, pretty much. Yeah, it was it was one on one going into the last. Hermanson did his thing. I mean, Hermanson is just a tough guy, really. I mean, we we say that you know in a in a sport of tough guys, you know, he's definitely a tough guy. His ground and pound is is pretty good too. He has decent ground and pound. His ground game is pretty solid. His grappling is pretty solid. Um, stand-up wise, he's not bad. Hmm. He's he's okay there too as well. Sabazian was was doing his thing on the feet too as well. But in this fight, I think the the ground game definitely showed itself, and you know, and the toughness, of course. Sabazian, mm-hmm. I mean, he's obviously well, not obviously, but he, uh, I guess, meant they were saying they're building him up again because he's you know mentored by Ronda Rousey, blah blah blah. Yeah. Same team. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't really care for their trainer. I think we've said many times we don't really care for the trainer. I forgot his name. But um, yeah. So anytime I can see these guys lose, I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, <laughs> I don't mind Edmund too much. I mean, he's he seems like a you know decent enough guy, and I I, I hate to see him. He he needs he needs to find a real a real coach, a real coach, a real training camp to showcase his skills. And stuff. Yeah, because he's he's definitely talented. But yeah. Anyway, that's just my personal opinion. Anyway, <laughs> and the Ricardo Hamas fight. Ricardo Hamas <laughs> against um, Galagio. Uh It was a tough fight. They both were just—I don't know. I, I, to me, Hamas gassed after the first round as well. Like both guys were—I mean, skill-wise, you can tell they—they got some skill, but again, they—they—they they, they, they didn't. It, it got sloppy to the end. There, it got pretty sloppy to the end. It wasn't, you know, much. Notable. Not nothing really eventful happened in that fight. Really, mm. those two guys gassed it out to a decision, pretty much. Um, um, the Justin Taffa versus Jared uh, Vendera. That was just a fight of just two big bears just going at it. Pretty really. much, just two wilderbeests. Just I mean, and halfway was it in the second round when um yeah, Taffa got him with the punch that split him open, split him open, and he was just cushion. Like, but just spewing out of that thing, like almost comical, yeah. like a movie just spraying out. Just it, it was uh, it's pretty bad. That being said, though, he still toughed it out, and the judges gave him the decision. Yeah, he's a, he's a tough guy, and he you can tell he was backing. He, he's tough because he always walked it out, mm-hmm. regardless of what's happening. He's still moving forward, and you could tell that him applying that pressure was getting frustrating for for Tafa. You could tell Tafa was getting a little bit gassed, a little bit winded, a little bit frustrated. So I think ultimately that's what you know got Jared the the, the victory. Also, when, when even when he got a cut, he was he he was the one that was still being aggressive. Yeah, being really aggressive. Uh, that's actually how come he got cut because he was like they were in the pocket there swinging at each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, tough tough guy. He is another contender series guy that you know showcasing his skills. You know, showing that he he belongs. So. Still my favorite show. 
Fair M Night Show will always be contender series. Yep, man. So Ultimate Fire is coming back to, to give it a run for its money, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they say. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, that's uh, definitely going to bring that up later. But um, Then, of course, you had Felicia Spencer versus Norma um, DeMont. I mean, this fight was at featherweight, and because the, the word talks, you know, Ronda, I'm sorry, Norma DeMont wanted, she, she said she wants to go back down to 135, but I mean, she looked big at 145. Mm hmm. She was a pretty big girl, not 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 in a fat way. That she's a little bit, you know, she's pretty built, mm -hmm. and her hand speed is pretty good for that division, I must say. And it was definitely giving Felicia Some a lot of work, a lot of problems. Felicia just could not. I mean, Felicia's good with her legs. You know, she throws a lot of good kicks. Her grappling, of course, is solid and everything. But ultimately, like as good as she was with her legs, it just was not affecting Norma. But well, I mean, the the judges give it make was a split decision, unfortunately. They did, but I mean, and again, it's because Felicia was, you know, she, Felicia's a vet. Mm. She stuck in there, you know. She threw up a lot of kicks and everything, but when once once Norma started letting her hands go, and I think that's probably why it was even that close, because she mm. she wasn't letting her hands go as often as she should have. But every time she let her hands go, she was just connecting. I mean, like down the pipe, some hooks, like she was teeing off on Felicia, and Felicia was, you know. Fought for the title and everything like that. So a win over a girl like Felicia is pretty big for, for Norma DeMont. And again, in a division at 145 where there's not a whole lot of people, yeah, you know, this, this could be a chick that you can see fighting for the title pretty soon. And honestly, based on her hand speed, if she could just get – no, she, she, she trains a little and she'll be, she'll be like one or two more fights away from her, I think. If I was her, Campbell would like, get like one or two more before you mm -hmm. fight. Yeah. Because she just needs her confidence to be up a little bit more and just mm -hmm. let her hands go more often. Tear through two more girls, and then she could be... She, I mean, could, she, she ain't beating um, Amanda, but... Well, yeah, but again, but again, like again, her hand speed, if, if she can get her confidence up enough to fight Amanda and get in there, and she could, she could give Amanda some problems. Like, honestly speaking, just based off of what I saw her, saw her do. But the thing with her, again, she it's just it's just a confidence thing. It could be a... Maybe an experienced thing too maybe as well. She, maybe she needs to get in there. Yeah, fight Amanda. Uh, get, get do whatever she has to do. Fight Amanda at forty-five. Maybe take an L. See what you learned, and then maybe try again at one thirty-five. Nah, to, 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 for her she again because she, she's pretty new. She's only six and six and one. You know, so she so she's still kind of she needs some experience. She yeah. just needs a little bit more experience to get, to get her confidence up. And this is a girl. She, well, as soon as she gets like you know, gets her confidence up, get into her prime. She could be a problem in that division. And again, this is a division that's not that deep. Pretty wide open division. So to me, she's one of the breakout stars of this fight, of this card. Another female break. Well, not, not really a breakout star. This is an old vet coming back. Miss Carla Esparza. Who who we've been very critical on. We've been very critical on. And she fought uh, Song Yanan. And Yanan has been, you know, they're, they're building up Yanan. The Yanan mm -hmm. is like the mm -hmm. one, you know, they're, they're I, I, I think this was supposed to, this was supposed to be uh, Yanan. Um, yeah, yeah, her, her kind of, you know, title contention fight kind of mm -hmm. thing. Yep, her, her coming out party. But it wasn't. And you could tell at the end of the fight she was so frustrated. Because Carla Esparza just doing what Carla Esparza does. And this is the best I've ever seen her do it. Because with Carla Esparza, you know, she was always kind of a lay and pray type fighter. Mm -hmm. Not anymore. Carla Esparza is a ground and pound machine. <laughs> I mean, her grappling, 
you, you, you can't get aggressive with her. No. Because as soon as they get aggressive, she takes you you're right. You're going on the mat. She times her her grappling so good. Because the thing with her, like her grappling is based on wrestling. It's not so much the jujitsu side of things, which wrestling is in between. And it can, it can be a little bit controlled as well from the top. Mm -hmm. Off your back is a different story. But once you can take someone down and be on top, and you, you, know, you have that strong, solid wrestling base, it, it can go far. I mean, and she showed. She just took her down whenever she wanted to. And could just control the fight, and Yanan had no answer. Yanan just stayed on her back, didn't offer up any offense off of her back, didn't do much to try to get off of her back. She just accepted what was happening to her. And I mean, after a while, you could tell, you know, her corks talked to you know, talked to her a little bit, and she she tried getting off her back in, 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 the, in the later round, but in the second round, but it was to no avail. Mm -hmm. Carlos Barzo just took her down, beat her up, got on a crucifix, and slammed some elbows, busted her up. It, it was. It was it was pretty bad. She like, it was almost. It wasn't as bad as what's his name, but Jared, you know, mm -hmm. leaking. But it was similar. And she just dropped the elbow on it, and it just started leaking out the ground and pound. Once you're leaking like that, you take unanswered punches, and you're a woman. And you're once you're a woman, they they don't like to see that, so they're gonna they're gonna call it that quick. And her, and the way she held her crucifix too was pretty interesting because of course you know you locked on the other side, but mm -hmm. the side where you know where her head was, she wasn't. Because Yadonna's doing good, you know, she's keeping her arm moving, but she she wasn't trying to lock it down the, the traditional way. She had to lock down a, like another way, which, you know, it doesn't lock it down as good, but at the same time, all you got to do is lock that arm down. All you got to do is keep that arm from pinned. defending, yep. pinned. And she did a great job of that and just... So, I mean, even the punches she was landing wasn't that great. Like, they weren't like hard punches, but you're bleeding and they're unanswered, so the referee's going to stop it. They're, they're going to call it. And she, was not, she wasn't coming out of that crucifix. She would have stayed there and gotten beat for the, you know, the last two minutes of that round, if she, if needs be, so you're saving her for herself, and of course, Jan being frustrated, but obviously just showing the hole in her game. You know, she there's some some stuff she needs to work on. Yep, just a grappling. So, I mean, I'm sure Yanan will be back. And this is this is this is Yanan who's been I think six and zero in the UFC. She's thirteen and two her, her overall record, but yeah, since she got the UFC, she's been tearing through these girls. But Carlos Paz are showing that you know I'm, I'm I'm the first champion of this division. Mm -hmm. I'm coming back for my belt. Yep, showing that uh, championship pedigree. Yep, and honestly, she she the way she fights, if she fights, she keeps fighting like that. Once you can get the takedown on you, it's gonna be it's gonna be a problem. But once you can stop the takedown, she's pretty beatable. Pretty beatable. But and that was uh, isn't that the the weight class with uh, Rose? Yeah. Hmm. If she takes Rose on, it's, it could be a problem. But Rose is so skilled. Like her takedown defense, and I'm sure it's solid. And Rose's ground game is not bad either. Rose has a good ground game, so it would be a, that would be an interesting fight. They, they, they have fought before. Yeah, wait, didn't? Yeah, they were the. They were the first fight to to, to yeah, thing the belt in the um no even. On the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, Ultimate Fighter. Mm -hmm. She beat Rose. Yeah, she did. Look at so, that. That's what I mean. Yeah, when they were, remember they, they were that 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 they season. They the finals. Yeah. With the finals and that, that I was supposed to crown the champion, and that's mm -hmm. how Carla got the belt. Yep, she beat Rose. There's some confidence there, so maybe that's why she has her. You know, she got a new spunk to her because she's like, "I beat the champion." Look at that. There, there, there's a story building there, guys, mm -hmm. and that's something definitely keep your eyes on. But yeah, if Carla Spice can come back and beat Rose again, that's just establishing Ooh, dominance. Yes, that is. But I mean, this is Rose we're talking about. Don't see that happening, but there is a story there. Keep your eyes on that. And then, of course, the Rob Fant versus Cody Garbrandt fight, which mm -hmm. tough fight for Cody Garbrandt. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was doing his thing. It was a close fight. 
for the first maybe two rounds. Then <clears> Rob <throat> Fun just started to run away with it. You know, he was landing more often than Cody, and you could tell Cody was getting a little bit frustrated, mm-hmm. getting a little bit winded, but never really out of the fight. Cody, even though he got rocked a couple of times, you know, before they were talking about, you know, he, maybe he was chinning or whatever, but no, they showed that, you know, yeah, his chin is back. Yeah, he's, he's, he's back to you know, his usual self, but he, he just got outworked. And a lot of it, I think, is from, from the jab. Rob Font has an excellent jab, and he works mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. He uses that jab to set up everything, and a lot of a lot of fighters can take a note of that. I mean, I know that's that's traditional boxing or whatever, you know, but fighting like fighting is fighting for the most part. And once you're on the feet, if guys can use like, work behind a jab, they could be a lot more successful. And Rob Fonda shows that because this fight could have easily gone either way because Cody landed on him pretty early, but Rob Fonda stuck with it, keep kept his hands high, and just keep working behind that jab. And that jab was just money for him. So. Hats off to Rob Font. I mean, he's beating a lot of top guys now, so it's, it's so you know he's mm-hmm. he's and this is a guy. Uh, well, he's Puerto Rican, so definitely I'm, I'm sure that's why he gets a lot of his boxing experience. Yeah, you know. And again, in the in the bantamweight division, where you know Aljamain Sterling is the champion, and there's Peter Yan there, and all those two have to duke it out. But then, as soon as that's done, I think Rob Font should definitely be next. Yeah. In my opinion, but there's also you know you still got a couple other people in there. You got um, what's his name? Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz, yeah. I'm um, Sugar. Sean O'Malley is in that division as well. Yeah, he's. I mean, he, to me, he drinks his own Kool Aid too much, and I mean, and rightfully so. He's he's a talented guy, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Got some work to do. There's a lot of tough guys in that division, but I think Rob Font can hang with the best of them. He's definitely next for a title shot, in my opinion. But yeah, I I, I want to get on the Aljo train, but I don't know because of how he got the belt is like mm, yeah. I to to me the belt's still up in the air. Yeah, he 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 has to solidify it before it, I I can jump on the train. Yeah. If he beats Yan, then he can say all right. But until then, but the the challenge with him though is that he's. Acting like he is the champion, like he is, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is whatever, because technically he is, but. <sighs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that division. But, anyways, that was last weekend's card, now, of course. Um, uh, we've got another uh, fight night coming up, of course. Um, Rosenstrike and um, Sakai. Sakai. Uh, should be an interesting fight. You know, there's some, some notable ones in there. Of course, you have Walt Harris fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcin Tabor. Yep, we also got um, Ponzinibbio Pon- fighting Ponzinibio, on there yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Antonio Arroyo is fighting on there as well. Roman Dolidze. Mm-hmm. Well, Americani is fighting um, Landway, Landwayer. Mm-hmm. Nate. Nate so yep, that's, that's I don't know why that that's a, why is that so low on the card. That's a big fight. Mm-hmm. That should be higher. Should oh, and Trinaldo's fighting as well. So. And my boy, either Latifi is fighting. Latifi is fighting as well. So yeah, there's, there's, some, there's some notable fights on there. You know, of mm-hmm. course, we'll check it out, and report back to you guys. But um, Alan Patrick, Patrick as well. Yeah, definitely stay tuned with that. But um, yeah, in other uh, MMA news, just a couple of uh, stories kind of building there. I mean, mm-hmm. well, this whole I think we talked on it maybe a little bit. 
um, with um, Diego Sanchez and his yes, and his trainer, his now former trainer, former trainer, because he's actually he actually took a big step and parted ways with him, which I am actually there. There's a there's a lot going on behind that I, I haven't seen on the mainstream headlines, mm. but there's a YouTuber by the name of Jesse on Fire, mm. and like he has been diving into this whole Joshua Fabia thing like from the jump. Like mm. I got I got a lot of ins from him from like a while back, and I was like, is this for real? And like everything he's saying is like coming out and coming true, and like. I don't know why he follows it so I guess he's I guess he's fascinated by this whole situation, but he has a vested interest in it, I guess. He gets some juicy deets. Well, uh spill it, let's hear it, you know. In the in the world of Joshua Fabian and well, Diego Sanchez. For for people that don't know, Joshua Fabian is like of course uh Diego Sanchez's trainer, his only trainer because uh Diego Sanchez left um Winkle John. Winkle John to go train with Fabia. Fabia has been, you know, very strange. Very strange. The relationship has been very questionable. People were uh, questioning whether they were, you know, homosexual or whatever, which there's nothing wrong with, you know, if that's what you guys want to do, you know, they should just come out and say, but uh, Diego kept, you know, saying, no, they're not. And he kept, you know, fighting it and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, Long story short, Joshua Fabia is the one that got Diego Sanchez fired. Yep. From the UFC. Because he kept, he was trying to, to sue. UFC, but he tried to do it in a smart way, and they started coming a mile away, and they just like, all right, we don't want any part of you or Diego, you know, you're, you know, mm-hmm. get out, get get away from us, whatever. So they did that whole thing, and everybody's been trying to get Diego Sanchez to get away from this guy. This guy is scum, scum. He's destroying your career, all that stuff. So apparently, I mean, the, the Jesse on fire uh, on YouTube, he's been diving into it like you know like i mentioned before and apparently what joshua fabio was doing some underhanded some underhanded stuff he was recording diego sanchez training but because he's a trainer he would make him do like questionable stuff and then sell it on only fans as like gay porn <laughs> what and you would think that okay, that sounds all made up. This guy, this, this Jesse on Fire guy, he actually had one, one of his subscribers, or whatever, actually bought a couple of the videos and stuff. Mm. So like he he went onto the, the the OnlyFans account and bought the videos and stuff. Because so. I remember when they did open open OnlyFans, people were like are gonna be gay stuff and I know it's gonna be fitness stuff, whatever. So I heard I was like okay, so but the the, the profile picture is pretty pretty gay looking. Exactly, that was his whole idea, like. One of the things was making it was it was Diego and one of his tr- um, partner training partners. Apparently, it, didn't, it was not only Diego; it was other people too. Mm. Was in this river, apparently naked, grappling, mm. like doing leg locks on each other and stuff. Not naked, nah. I mean, like doing grappling in general is is you got to be a real man to do it because you know you get in some spots where you know it's kind of uncomfortable and kind of suspect. But you know. Once you're comfortable in your sexuality, you know, you can get through it, but there's no reason to do it naked because then it's just like, mm, what you're gay. Doing? Exactly. You know? And then there was this one video, I guess the, the title of the video was like, look at that tight butt. And it was like, it was 
all Diego and his, his training partners in the in the ring in a in a, in a cage, mm. and they were doing exercises. But how the camera was, it was like you could tell Diego didn't even know the camera was there, and he had him like like bending over and doing stuff, squats like and stuff like that. On just under underhanded stuff, underhanded stuff, and apparently Diego's uncle, who's a no nonsense type of guy. Kind of just pulled Diego up on his like, like, listen, you know, you need to get away from this guy. And it's like, mm-hmm. he kind of, I mean, he he kind of like, uh, Jesse on fire kind of like narrated a skit of how it kind of play, possibly played out. And it could make sense, you know, how he, how he, I mean, it was funny, but, <laughs> but yeah, apparently like, yeah, Diego's uncle's a no nonsense type of guy and like pulled up. Ha- had to pull Diego away from him to talk to him one on one for them to, to separate them. Because obviously, you know, Fabio just had his fangs know, in him. Wouldn't let anyone get to him. him. like, you know, if you can say anything to him, you can say anything to me. You know, I represent him. Blah blah. blah all this, all this nonsense. And they, they had to, they had to put him in his place. And now, after that, I guess after that confrontation, now um, Diego finally did release. You know, mm-hmm. you know, they're now separated. You know, um, maybe the will take him back. Maybe not. I don't know. Probably not. Um, but now that they're separated, apparently now Diego is getting a restraining order. That's good. Put on him. That's which good. is necessary. Mm-hmm. But now Joshua Fabia is now showing more under underhanded scummy tactics and saying, "Oh, um, Diego is a drug addict and he suffers from substance abuse, and he had to be his um, donor and all, like kind of airing out his dirty laundry, airing out all his dirty laundry." And it's like, how underhanded can this guy be? You know scum. what I mean? There's scum. scum in this world, man. There, scum. scum in this world. Straight up scum this guy was. And unfortunately, Diego was an impressionable person. And he just suck his, stuck his fangs in him and just destroyed the, the rest of his career. I mean, his his career was already on the way out, but I mean, he could have he could have he could have bowed out in dignity. Yeah. For everything he did for the sport. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. You never want to see, and I was a huge Diego Sanchez fan back mm-hmm. in the day, when he just won the one Ultimate Fighter. Then he went on to win the belt. I followed that whole thing. I, I was right there with him. He was a nightmare. He was mm-hmm. tearing through guys. He and was I, a great. He was the first person that I see did like ground and pound, the way it's been you know, yeah. used more more so like you know mm-hmm. nowadays. You know he was he was a guy. He was a ground and pound guy. And like uh, like I mean him versus I think him versus Cerrone is a fight that had needed to happen. That would have been a good fight to for both guys for both guys. You know. Coming off some losses at the end of their careers, it would have been a good way to to see you know who gets to move on kind of thing, you know. Yep. Joshua Faber robbed us of that. Maybe, maybe now things are going in the right direction. Dana White can be like, you know what, this is gonna be a one-off for mm-hmm. both of you guys, you know. Mm-hmm. It's be the last fight for both of them. They can both exactly. go there, have a war, and then they both head off into the sunset. Two two of my all-time favorites. So. Exactly. I, I, that's what I would like to see anyway. I think it's still possible. I'm all keeping faith that, that some of that can still happen. So. But we'll see. Yeah, we will see. But um, yeah. I mean, there's uh, some some big fights coming up around the horizon. Of course, you know you have the the Conor McGregor and um Poirier three. Yep, it's been getting a lot of traction. There's a lot. There's been a lot of talks um about the whole thing, and uh, apparently um Kamar Usman um chimed in. And he's talking to he had he did an interview recently, he was talking about Connor 
which for some reason isn't making headlines, so I'm, so I'm bringing it to you guys. But he was pretty much saying that Connor is, you know, he don't he don't think Connor is the Connor of old, and rightfully so. You know, Connor he doesn't see Connor as a hungry Connor anymore. He says Connor's just a regular fighter now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can fight him and get some money, but he's just a regular fighter I mean, now. And that's a I mean, that's a legit argument. You can't I can't I can't I can't say he's talking shit. You can't you can't you can't, you can't knock him for it. But um. I saw I saw well, I saw an interview on with Connor, but he he didn't. It wasn't him responding to this, but it was kind of I guess his mindset of fights. You can kind of like mm. kind of get never really give him a pass, but you can kind of understand where he's coming from and why. I guess this, the Taylor his career has not been the best. I mean, it, it, it's, it's obvious things, of course, that you know. He's a lot more successful now, you know. Obviously, especially now since he's on top of Forbes and everything. But um. Uh, there was one point, uh, of course, in his career, and I think we, we touched on it a while back, but this is, this is a while back when this happened, when um, he, he was cornering a fighter that killed a man in the cage. There was only death in MMA in, in, the, in, in Ireland. I, th- I don't know if it's in the cage ever, mm. or, but definitely in Ireland, he said, mm. where the guy that he was cornering actually I guess, hit a guy, and the guy, the guy went out, and the guy never recovered, pretty much kind of a thing. Mm. It's one, one of the smaller organizations, obviously. And he said, like that, that affected him. Like he, like he, he questioned, like you know, you know, fighting even after that, or like you know, why you should even still be doing this. And he, you know, like with MMA, it's like, it's like a car wreck. You know, you go as a car wreck, and you never know if you're gonna come out alive or or, or not. So, kind of roll the dice. Yeah, you kind of roll the dice. And like he said, even like for him, like and his like his his last, his couple last couple of fights, like that 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 that's pretty much how he taps because he he doesn't. He's not gonna stay there and like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, he mess up his livelihood. Yeah, yeah. You, you can see when when he, he he lost and he can you know knows when to bow out and you know accept defeat. Which I mean, credit for him. I mean, because fighting you can look at it two ways. You can look at it you know that like, yeah that makes sense and for the longevity that makes sense. Or you can look at it as you know from the tough guy perspective. From the tough guy perspective of staying in there and just doing it, you know putting everything into your fights. But I, I I can respect it. You know, of course I'm a counter fan, so I'm gonna say whatever I want. But I can relate to him more. And the guy's, guy's killing it. So, mm-hmm. But anyway, I guess that's it for Fight Talk. I mean, we covered quite a bit. Covered quite a bit. So, But we do appreciate you guys still rocking with us, still being there for us. And we'll continue to do that for you guys. You know, keep bringing you the content that you love. So with that, you guys be good to each other. Stay safe out there. Isaac Boys out.